Hello again, and welcome back to another Nerdaholics podcast. Uh, I'm Frank. Brian in his house. We have no oh, press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew we should have run through this first. <laughs> <laughs> it was too good last week. Yeah. Uh, Fred, I'm here. Uh, what a terrible start. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. And Paul. Paul, yes. There we go. Uh, alright. Uh, last week, uh, we were left off with the top ten arcade games. We actually, uh, never, no one ever emailed me about the order they wanted them in, so we just, I just posted the top ten at the list, uh, top ten list at the website, so you can go check that out. Uh, yeah, I guess podcasts with homework don't work as no. well. I have no excuse. No good excuse. I just forgot. I mean, I, knew, I know, Frank, you reminded me, I think, on Wednesday, but... Yeah, I didn't remind anyone. I was hoping everyone would just, you know, remember. But, you know, whatever. Look at us. Look at us. I know it's number one in my choice. But, uh... Moving on to this week, uh, alright, we'll just start off with, e- well, this is not an email, he posted on the forum, actually, a while ago, and, <laughs> I just never oh, noticed. Oh, we should look at that. So, uh, apologies to you, Gooch, uh, he asked, gotta say, I love the show, and now that school is out, I get to listen to it more. Yes, I am the infamous Gooch that has been mentioned a few times of the show. I was wondering if you guys could talk about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and your thoughts and opinions on it. I prefer the book version, but you can talk about the movie too. In particular, if you were the last human being alive in the universe, like the character Arthur Dent, what would you do? Thanks, and I look forward to hearing the next show. Posted May 16th. Yeah, it was posted like... (laughs) But we get around to it. So. Um, I'm looking at the question too. And I don't know if this is relevant or funny, but I'm, you know, reading Gucci book. And I look above, and they have one of those uh, banner ads, and it slaps Susan Boyle. <laughs> it shows her shaking and crying. Did Susan Boyle do anything that deserves slapping? Like out of all the celebrities or pseudo celebrities, really, Susan Boyle? Does she need to slap? Sorry, we can go nice. back to Gucci's question. I just had to draw attention to that. I'm just Thanks, Googling Abby. her. I didn't know who she was. Uh, oh, she's, she's a, the big British woman that was on uh, Britain's Got Talent. That, it, you and know, everyone was she, just like, she was so ugly, they were surprised that, you know, an ugly woman could, you know... <laughs> I wouldn't go with ugly. I was going to say homely, which is a slightly <laughs> nicer way to say, yeah, ugly. Well, you know, if she's going to listen to this podcast, uh, <laughs> that'd be outstanding. Because then we'd be known around the world for calling her ugly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I am uh, have the time to deal with a celebrity feud at this point in my life. <laughs> but, uh, I guess... Alright, so Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, um, that's right. Gooch had a question. <laughs> <laughs> Before we were just what blatantly off topic. Uh, yeah, that's what's gonna happen. It t- took us a month to introduce the question. It's gonna be another two months before we feel it. But uh, I read the book. I enjoyed it greatly. Uh, I only read the first book and a half. I didn't ever. I never finished the second one, and I don't know what happened to my book of. It was like the one book that had all five books, and I lost it somewhere. So I haven't gone out and bought a new one. Uh, I don't know. I, I've never laughed so hard while reading a book before. Yeah. I've actually, uh, I've never read it, but I actually saw, um, while well, I was working the other day, because I work in a bookstore, and I, I noticed it, like, like, Frank, what you're talking about, like, the, the compilation with, like, all five books together, and I haven't started reading anything yet this summer, so I'm considering picking it up and giving it a run through. Uh, dude, just get the Cliff's Notes. <laughs> <laughs> Each book is only like 80 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know how you could cliff note that book because it just goes from like yeah, yeah, one yeah. nonsense scene to a next. So in this book, <laughs> this page, Arthur Dent is drinking tea. In the next, he's in outer space. Uh, yeah, they are great. Well, I I have read all five books, and they are all fantastic, I think. Um, the movie was also very good, I thought. It, uh, you know, it's definitely like a bit of a different take on the book, but... Anybody that knows a little of the history of Hitchhiker's Guide knows that there are really, like, many different versions of it, um, as far as, like, the original radio versions, and then, like, later, like, commercial versions, and, you know, the book and everything, so, mm-hmm. definitely you know, a lot of variation anyways. Uh, I think the movie was good. It definitely, like, kind of changes the storyline quite a bit, and I don't really want to go into why, since you guys haven't read the later books. But, I don't know. It is, like, it kind of, like, undoes a big surprise later on in the series. Which is uh, annoying, I think. But they seem to be making a second movie as well, so... We'll With see the same cast? Play. Yeah, same cast. I, uh, and uh, also, I think Sam Rock did a fantastic job as Safe Hot Beagle Rock. Oh, yeah. It's, I have to say, the fa- my favorite part of the book was definitely, I, I still say, my favorite part of the movie, which Dan says comes important later in the later books, which was uh, when the whale is falling from the sky, like, and it just starts, like, realizing, like, it's it gets its first thoughts, like, first conscious thoughts just falling out of the atmosphere into, like, a planet. And it's just, everything it says, and trying to see the ground, and, like, wants to be friends with the ground before it splatters everywhere... Like, I remember reading that and seeing that in the movie, and I just couldn't stop laughing. Yes, it is very important later on in the story, so you should remember it. Gooch, you know what I'm talking about. Well, I know what I'm spending my $25 Barnes & Noble gift card on. Yeah, Fred. Yeah, it's worth it. The only uh, caveat I'll give you guys for the books, if you choose to read the further ones, is that after, like... Halfway through the second book, all of the characters are not together again, like, after that. Like, they all split up, and they all have, like, different wacky adventures, and, like, randomly interact with each other. But there's no more, like, huge group mission like there is uh, at the end of the first movie, first book. See, I, I remember, I stopped reading the second one because, I and I remember I was enjoying it. But it just starts getting, I don't know, like, it, it started getting too over the, all over the place for me. And, uh, like, like just what was happening, because the second book revolves around more about Zaphoid. And it was just like, he was here, and then he was there, and then buildings start shooting off like rockets. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't grasp what was going on anymore. That night. very <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it's, uh... Hey, you gotta get the cliff notes, right? <laughs> I, got, I gotta get the cliff notes. But, you know, I'd say we definitely recommend that book. And if you ever want to take a class by Professor uh, Harold Zills, it is a necessity before taking one of his classes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Was that a professor up at Binghamton? He yeah. was... Like two years ago, I don't know if he's still there or not. Because he wasn't a tenured professor, he was like he didn't he didn't want to be tenured. He just wanted to keep like going from school to school. What did he teach that uh, just particle physics? <laughs> <laughs> no, he taught uh, German in German lit. No, right. No, so I, no, I just wasn't sure if he, it was like some sci-fi class or whatever, because uh, I just recently took some sci-fi issues class. Where so now that I think about it, um, Hitchhiker's Guide, I don't recall ever coming up in class. It's a, I, I mean, it's a science fiction book, but it, it's it, it's more of a satire. No, just just <laughs> whack metaphor. Like, it's like if Monty Python went into space. 
It's just like, like Monty Python wrote a book. Uh, it's it, it's very just it's wacky. It's just very wacky and uh, just like I don't know. It's a lot like the movie. How things just randomly happen for like weird and bizarre purposes. I haven't seen the whole movie only because I haven't read the books. I I was kind of like you know I don't want to watch the movie without reading the books. I've seen a couple of scenes from the movie, but not enough that I could really make a definitive statement either either way. So I am no help. Once again. Good work, Fred. Some of the funniest parts of the book are, are not necessary. Although it, the story itself is very funny, but the the way the way he his phrasing in in uh, when he writes it is he just he makes ridiculous comparisons and it's it's very yeah he's a good he's a good writer it's, it's i forget his uh, Douglas Adams said i was yeah. i remember reading in the introduction like he said he came up with the idea of the book because he woke up yeah. drunk in a gutter and the yeah. idea came to him he's like that's a brilliant idea for a book <laughs> in a gutter in austria <laughs> <laughs> where one of our compatriots is currently residing <laughs> Probably also in a gutter. <laughs> Perhaps that's what happened. Perhaps Kevin gets drunk, wakes up like thirty brilliant ideas, and decides to start writing all the books. That's where the muse lives in a gutter in Austria. <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, I guess if there's anything that sounds like inspiration, that is it. Nothing ever bad ever came out of Austria. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God wins already. <laughs> uh, Alright. Well, I guess we'll skip ahead on to... Unless anyone has any more comments about uh, Douglas Adams or uh, Hitchhikers. Has he written anything else besides uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide books? I mean, I know that's like a lot of books, but... He has. Uh, he's written like some other... Science fiction books. Um, hang on one sec. Was that you, Dan, that just said, "Hang on one sec," or was that Brian? Yeah, oh yeah, the uh, the long dark tea time of the soul. <laughs> Another one of his books. Yeah, I think he's only written like a few books, but they're all like pretty goofy and yeah, yeah, weird. The other one, like the other one's a uh, detective type story, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Interesting. Are they both uh, comedy books, or are they... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're very funny. Uh, Brian, how would you like to talk about your Wii demo play? Well, I'll talk about it, but it's not my Wii demo play. Um, must have been last week, whenever E3 was. I think it was last week. Um, yeah. Nintendo announced a new feature they're going to be incorporating into their games, starting with new Super Mario Brothers for the Wii, not uh, Mario Galaxy 2, another game they're making. Where uh, side scroller. Yeah. Where they're basically going to have a, well, they call it like a demo mode for very difficult parts of the game, where you can let the computer play through it for you. So that way, if you know you can't get past a certain part, the game will just get through it for you, and then you don't get stuck and you'll keep playing. That's the intent of now, this contraption. Is it just on these specific parts, or is it for any part of the board? Is there like a time limit, how long, or like how many times you can use this Wii demo play? Did it say, or do you not know? I don't think they've specified yet. Alright. But... Anything I could say beyond here is a guess, but if I had to guess, I would say that I don't think there is any limit, and that it's probably going to be included for the whole game, that it won't just be certain parts, Yeah, because not everybody finds the same parts equally difficult, I guess. I remember reading about this, and it made me angry. Yeah, I was instantly angry, too. 
because it, like Brian's saying, I don't think it has to do with like, it's not like a, a, a feature in the game that kind of like lets you use it so like oh so many times like a power up. The intent is this part's too hard. You want to still keep playing instead of taking the time to practice and learn a part. You could just activate this demo mode and it will just play itself. Right. It's a. It just seems like a cop out. Like I remember not too long ago, you were saying like video games now are a lot easier than they were like ten or fifteen years ago. Like you want them to be hard. You need them to be well. Me and Brian have this conversation a couple times this past week. You want them to be challenging, right? But uh, you know that you just don't want to be able to do anything, and you definitely don't want the video game system doing it for yourself. Because then, what's the point of even playing? Yeah. So it's 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 gotten to the point where, you know, not only are video games easier than what they were, but if they're if you just really don't feel like playing anything, you can just you know flip the switch and let let the game just play in itself, and you can just lay there on the couch and just watch. Watch what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. See, with the whole argument with, you know, video games are easier now, they definitely are easier, but a lot of the video game convections are different. Because I remember reading reading and hearing a lot about this argument um, when the newest Prince of Persia game came out, which I haven't played myself, but... I've played it. And one of the things in the game is that you don't really die... Ever, right? In a sense, like you get like the one other character that's with you, kind of like saves you at the last second. Yeah. Which, um, and I haven't played it, but what it sounded like it didn't really seem like it was really game breaking, or it was just a different. It was like just because a lot of games now, you know, they have that save point feature where games just didn't have back then. So she was just kind of like a little mobile save point. I mean. A lot of yeah. games on PC and Xbox, you can save whenever you want. So a lot of the time, it's just loading. I mean, you're still playing through the game, but it's just different than like Nintendo, like the original Nintendo, where you would games were much shorter. There was no way to save, mm-hmm. and a lot of the games back then were designed like since they were like a lot of more arcade ports. Like the arcade was bigger then. And, you know, you you have to die in an arcade because that's how they get your quarters. Yeah. But pl- having the g- game play itself is just crossing a whole other boundary, which I don't think is necessary. I mean, first of all, Mario platformers aren't that hard. It's not like Ninja Gaiden or anything. Like, if there's a couple difficult spots, you'll be able to get through it. Um... With saves, I mean, if you the original Mario games, where you would die like on the eighth uh, board and have to start all the way from the beginning, that's hard. But now with like with like saving at every you know level or just being to go back, you could learn the level. It might be a challenge, but that's the point. Yeah, and my rant is. The only thing I can really say is if it doesn't maybe beat the level for you, but maybe show you what you need to do, I'm not too in favor of that either. Either, but let's say you're doing a side scroller, you keep missing jumps, or and like there's certain like there's a certain pattern of way that you need to get across an event, and you just can't figure out that pattern. That's like, the point. But uh, you know, I was, well, I was gonna say if you can't figure it out, chances are. Two days after a game comes out, the whole a whole uh, walkthrough is already posted online. Like any information you may need is you can either buy a guide for it or look it up for free on the internet somewhere. Yeah. Like so, it, it's just I don't know. I feel like it's a very non-gamer thing to do made by a gaming company. I guess the other weird thing about this is I don't know, um, Frankie, if you know, but this game allows one of the selling points of this game is um four player co-op simultaneous play like you'll be playing like you know a mario side stroller but there'll be four different characters on the screen uh, i did hear about this so i mean if one person dies if i mean say you know so does that mean it's gonna play for all four in that scenario it's like at least one of you i'm sure will be able to do it and like you know like in left for dead somebody dies you bring them back a little bit later 
if they have one of those kind of mechanics, like how you know how difficult is it really going to be? Like for all of you guys, you know, it, I don't know. It's a, it's no, I understand what you're saying. It's a but uh. The whole system just seems... No one seems to be liking this idea that I heard. Like, there's no one like, oh, yeah, this is this is something that'll be good. I guess, like, I don't mind that Nintendo bills a lot of its Wii stuff towards the super casual gamer. And that's where they've gotten a lot of their sales. But they've still put out, like, Zelda and Mario games here and there to kind of, like, appease those who did... The Nintendo fanboys that did buy a Wii. So I guess it's just... If I I can just see how the, this argue, um this whole uh, Mario Brothers on the Wii side scroller with with you know the demo mode how people would be screaming about it if they also didn't announce Super Mario Super Mario Galaxy two because yeah. but it's just kind of like turning another part of the Mario franchise like here you go people who don't really play video games it. it like after they, I've read that. I'm like, okay, this game isn't for me. I mean, I like Mario. I love Mario side scrollers. I mean, that's where he came from. But it's just like, I guess this one's not for me. Yeah, yeah. Well then, <laughs> I guess we covered that topic as well. Uh, all right, I guess we can move on. Uh. Next topic is the World of Warcraft spazzing out video that I guess debuted over the weekend. And I'm sure we are, you know, hours late and there's something new already being covered right now. Uh, basically, we were talking about this earlier, whether or not it's real or staged or... Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's pretty funny to watch either way. Uh, some kid, apparently, his mom canceled his World of Warcraft account and he spazzed out. Uh... Recently, I got complaints that we talk about videos or pictures or something and don't post it on the website or send links. Uh, this is now on under the blog section if you want to check out the video. Uh, it is very funny. Uh, it does get kind of weird at some point in <laughs> what he does. Uh, he tries sodomizing himself with a TV remote. Uh, <laughs> he's, not, he's like sodomizing, sodomizing himself in defiance. Like, yeah. Like, well, so I'll show the man. <laughs> I'll show them. Take that, Mom. I can do this without the NYPD. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a... It's a weird, spazzy video. There's already been some uh, remixes out of different songs playing to it. Frank, did you... Uh, did you were you able to make out some of the things he, that he was saying? Uh, well, some of the things he said is, is this what you want? I'm going to live with, no, I'm, I'm just going to run away one day. I'm just going to run away. Yeah, he was, and he also, one of my favorite parts, he was young. He was like, is this what you want? Do you want me to hate my life? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He, I, I, and then he just kind of, it looks like he's, like, possessed while having a seizure. Uh, he makes this weird screeching, squelching the, sound. Yeah, the, the noises that he makes are, are, are the. I don't care if it's fake or not because I I don't know how he made those noises. Like it's, those are inhuman. It. I think his voice might be so squeaky, like a regular squeaky teenager, that when he tries to yell, it just makes that weird demon esque voice. <laughs> Comboed with a <the> convulsing. <laughs> it's, uh... It, and somehow, like, he throws a blanket on him, and when the blanket comes off, he's practically naked except for his underwear. That's Frankie's favorite part of the video. Uh, no comment. <laughs> I should just say no. That is not my favorite part. <laughs> I want to say, saying no comment really makes you sound... Like, yeah, I know. That's, I realized that right after I said it. I was like, oh, man, this is going to... This is going to go the wrong way. But uh, if you want to check it out, it's on the website, under the blog section. Uh, he runs into a closet at one point, comes out with the shoe, and hits himself in the head with the shoe. 
I don't know. I don't know what more to say about this video. If I ever had a kid like that, it might be best to, you know, you know, have him go the way of old Yeller. <laughs> I think he got rabies. I don't know. I guess... I don't know. I mean, I've heard stories about people having their parents or whatever cancel their Warcraft account, but nothing that intense. Um, do you think someone could could get that addicted to World of Warcraft? Yes. But most of the people that I know that are that addicted usually have their own payment system. Like, they have their own credit card or debit card or whatever they're using. And not relying on their parents. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if he was that addicted, like, I'm, 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 I'm siding with the parents. Like, obviously... Time to get off. the right thing. Alright, I guess, uh... I guess that's everything on the topic of... The WoW Spaz Out Kid. I'd like to meet him one day. Like to meet him? Yeah. I don't respect him, I just... think he'd, he'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next on the list is something that was introduced to me not too long ago was this PC uh, virtual reality game gun. It's uh, also linked on under the blogs. This mullet man, I'm just going to call it mullet man, uh, it took this toy bla- Star Wars blaster, put like a mouse, attached like a mouse and like a small LCD screen to it. So what do you do is he can look... Like, he stands there and holds his toy gun, and if he turns, like, it makes it turn on the video screen. So if he turns completely around, it it moves completely around in the game, and then he's holding the gun shooting like he was actually, like, like a regular VR system. Uh, comments? Questions? Um, I think it's funny that he is banished to playing video games in his garage. <laughs> True. Uh, but he seems like the most expensive parts to make this whole thing was just like the L- the small LCD uh, TV. Uh, the rest of it looks like it was you know thirty bucks to put together. I don't know how much like a five inch LCD TV goes for. It does look a pretty cool thing. I mean, especially with, I guess, the biggest things out of E3 being the Project Natal, Natal, whatever it's called for the Xbox and the other PSP motion thing. I just think it's funny how, like, this guy in his garage makes this relatively sophisticated yet really inexpensive kind of um, whole motion, like, head tracking system. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, uh... I really just don't understand how the tracking... I mean, it has to do something with the mouse, I guess. How it turns and how he looks. But, uh... I don't have, like... Well, I, guess, I, it, I don't know. It was called... I think it was called like, a gravity mouse. I'm guessing, like, the mouse... Oh, it senses, like, when you're turning or looking. Yeah, like, it's pretty much... Because it followed, like, his angle if he looked up, if he looked down. If he went left or right. Well, it just seems like, um... You know, like it works the same way as a mouse when you use like uh, when you play with a, with a first-person shooter, like on the PC. He just has that rig. Yeah, but up usually to... the mouse is like on a level surface, and you slide it forward to look up, slide it forward. You know, it's not moving. Like you don't, if you want to look up, you're not like tilting the mouse up. It's like acting like kind of like a joystick. I think it was because I don't know what a gravity mouse is, but it sounds like it would be something that. Does that something? Like, yeah, yeah. All right. I never heard of a gravity mouse. Well, because I think someone made a similar video. I think I, I read something somewhere like they used a Wii remote. They, you know, like they cracked it open. They did something similar with it, but I haven't seen it, I so I don't know. But it looks like he gave himself a lot of wire because it looked like you know he needed at least five feet of USB cord to run it all the way to wherever his PC is. Well, I think he he gave himself a lot of slack 
so he was able to move around so much. No, that's what he had. That's what I'm saying. Like, he had, like, it wasn't like he was sitting at a chair. He was standing in, like, the middle of his garage. <laughs> I think it was funny that he... He was so redneck. I mean, it's a cool idea, and he did it really well, but... He's the most, uh, nerdtastic, uh, redneck ever. Like, I'm playing fair on the most extreme difficulty. Here we go. Woo! <laughs> and he wooed several times throughout the demonstration. Who said that? I couldn't hear anything. Uh-oh, echo alert. Echo. No, he, he like, wooed throughout the demonstration, like, three, like, two or three times during, like, his demonstration. I just got curious as who who this demonstration was for. Was he trying to sell this idea? Because he didn't really seem like he was in any sort of business attire. Uh, no, he did not. But, uh, you know what? Like, now I'm kind of curious if he has, like, a website that he has, like, the directed, like, directions posted on. Like, how to build this thing. I'll bring it back. I don't think Paul's coming back. Ever. But yeah, I showed it to my friend and he uh, said the, the power must be in the mullet, and it makes sense. I mean, look at MacGyver. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Alright, well, I'd say check it out. It's a pretty cool concept being done. Uh, and we are currently out of topics. Oh no! How long have we been? How long have we been recording for? Uh, we've been recording for thirty-two minutes. That's it. Yeah, and you just suddenly just like dropped to like no sound, Fred. That's weird. Oh, now you're back. Well, I guess that leaves us twenty-eight minutes to goof around. Uh, you still one of Chris's topics. He gave us two. What are his topics? Uh, or we could make fun of Chris for twenty minutes. He's not gonna listen. That's <laughs> yeah, true. He's not. <laughs> uh, he wanted to come up with the top five most annoying characters slash enemies in video games, and the second, and this is how he phrased it to me, and I just copy and paste. It. And the second is more of an idea to have two of us do a video game discussion, like one would do on a debate team, and have the other people decide who wins the debate. What? Which I guess he wants at two people that are debate over something, and everyone else would judge who wins the debate, which is not necessarily how a debate is done. Uh, I used to have this show um, on CNN with uh, Tucker Carlson, whatever his name is, the dude with the bow tie, and then John okay, Stewart. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, demolish them. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, was that Hardball? No, not Hardball. No, like Cross... Crossfire. Uh, crossfire, yeah. Crossfire! <laughs> you get caught in the crossfire! That was the theme song, right? That's right. <laughs> uh... It's... I, I, I mean, like... I, I don't know what he... I don't know what his topic of debate would be, or if he wants this to be a weekly thing, but I guess we really need him to clarify how he wants it done. I guess it really depends on, like, what kind of topic in relating... He said video games? But the really big, I feel like the biggest problem is having a debate is, unless for the most part, we all have the same opinions on most of the same stuff, like... But on the broader topics, we I think once we get to like to a nitty gritty or like a certain type type of game, I'm sure there's differenting uh, differentiating opinions. That's on, just, I'm sure we can figure something out. I, I mean, when we came up with that top ten list, there were disagreements coming up with it. I mean, there are. We can always do the old famous debate between Chris and uh. And Kevin, which was uh, what what was the best uh, Japanese pe- uh, period era? Uh, Meiji Restoration or Tokugawa Shogunate? 
that debate went on for about a good half hour. Really? That's surprising. Well, actually, all they said was Meiji Restoration and Tokugawa Shogunate. Just shouting it, you know, one would shout it at the other. Yeah, you're probably getting, you know, an image in your head of, like, you know, two scholarly men having, like, a <laughs> But that's not what happened. <laughs> Over tea. You have to figure one loud jackass arguing with another loud jackass just going, Meiji Restoration! Tokugawa Shogunate! No, it's the Meiji Restoration! Neither of them has any idea what either of those things mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I really think I, I I really think it went on for like a half hour, but you know that was like six years ago, seven years ago. What was the first thing again? Major restoration. No, 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 no. The first topic <laughs> thing. Uh, annoying. Oh. Uh, the top uh, top five most annoying characters slash enemies. Uh, I don't know. I got... Does he mean, uh, like, are they, you know, just, like, vocally annoying, or are they, like, difficult to defeat? Like, what, what are we... There was no... That's nothing. This is what he said, and... Uh, uh, I don't know. I need, I need time to research this topic, or at least contemplate on it. I mean, because there are some annoying... See, no like, one, and I'm going to say, I, I feel like this is stealing off of every other list ever made about annoying characters. And Slippy from Star Fox 64. Slippy has to be on. On my list, I, I, Slippy, he's very annoying. But on my even list... He, he, you know, you can call him, you know, even if this was an enemy, I say he might as well be an enemy. Because all he does <laughs> is cause you to get distracted from your main goals. Oh yeah, Slippy's a jerk. Now, Frankie, um, Slippy, is he a guy or a girl? I don't know. I don't know. See, if it's a girl, I can make a comment about not being good at piloting. Like, there shouldn't be flying starfighters. But if he's a guy, <laughs> it's just a sad... He's a frog. Alright, it's a frog. Who cares? Frogs should not be piloting spaceships. But apparently falcons, foxes, and... Uh, Rabbits. <laughs> Rabbits. Can do it. They're, they're fine. Um, on my list somewhere would be uh, like likes from uh, Legend of Zelda series. Like those are those yeah. little blob things that once they attack you and kind of eat you, you lose your shield. Oh yeah, yeah. I hate that thing. And also those hands. Those are annoying too. That bring you right back to the beginning. Yeah, I have a feeling Zelda has a whole arsenal of really annoying enemies. But that's what made it hard. Exactly what we were talking about. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we should have talked about this earlier. It's hard to come up with. I think we should still leave it on the back burner for next week when Chris is here, or at least when there's time to prepare, because I feel we would have a much better <laughs> list. Bless you. Thank you. I can add another one. No, go ahead. Harpies in every RPG ever. Oh, yeah. 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 Why are harpies so annoying? I don't know. <laughs> Stop sneezing. I say because they're flying. And no matter what you do, you're always on the ground. So you always have to do some sort of stupid range attack or, you know. You can't just walk and step in front of you and face you like a man like everything else. Well, they're not and man. They're like... Women birds. Yeah, the women. Right. All right. Going along with uh, Warcraft for a moment here. How about the Venture Company? I hate those guys. I don't know, Dan. The Venture Company could have some very strong goals. They're just goblins that just... Well, like, I don't know, because I always play as a priest, so I can't handle, like, <laughs> ten guys at a time, you know? Like, I can handle one really, really strong guy, but I can't handle, like, ten stupid little guys. So. What about ten little boys? Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. The what? Sorry, I didn't hear that, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> he said, what about ten little boys? Oh, yeah. Re- referring to Dan's priest character. Oh, I got it. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, no, Benjamin Company is. Yeah. They're not one bunch. No. It always seems that the Venture Company is just almost like Captain Planet villains. They seem to be just destroying the world <laughs> for the sake of destroying it. Yeah, I think you got that right. Like, I guess I, if, if I, I could at least understand why they were doing something, it's just like, we're going to dig a crater. Why? Because... Anywho, I'm really trying to think of like a really something that's just really annoying in a video game. And like, now I'm drawing a blank. Like it's impossible to think of one. I'm sure if you think about any like original Nintendo game, there's a. Oh, I know. There's a jump in the. Now that you said that in the original Mario Brothers, the first Super Mario Brothers, there's one jump that you need to like. Hold down B and charge up like your speed to jump across it, and you cannot be a little Mario. You have to be like a full, you know, you have to be full size Mario, and you never know when it's coming. And I, it's later. Excuse in the- me, it's not a full size Mario. That is Super Mario, sir. All right, so you have to be Super Mario. You can't be Tiny Mario. And uh, like, if you don't like charge up your your jump when you're supposed to, when by the time you get to the ledge. You cannot make it to the other side of this, like, giant hole, and you just die. So you have to, like, like, know that level and time it so well in order to make that jump. Or turn on the demo mode. Or oh. just... <laughs> <laughs> I can think as, of annoying, as annoying as that jump was, Frankie, how satisfying was it when you made it? Actually, I never did make it. I never beat the original Mario Brothers because I could never make it across that spot. You never beat the original Mario? No. Well, I can't say... I mean, I don't think I ever beat it on the original Nintendo, but I beat it on the DS, which I don't don't know if that counts. Because I think there are save points. I can't remember. Well, not save points, but like... you know, levels and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, just, I can't, you know, I just remember it was later in the world. Just, I hated that. It, for obvious reasons. That's not really an enemy, though. It's more of a, your own ineptitude. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, all I can think of is annoying situations. I can't think of, like, people. I think those, uh, on Mega Man, those helmet guys, those are pretty annoying. Like, the yellow oh, construction like helmet guys down. that kind of pop up and you can't hit them unless... Like, they weren't hard. They were just annoying. Oh, I can think of something annoying, and it's a good one. It's, uh, in the Force Unleashed... It's the uh, the dark trooper, the the purge trooper character. It's uh, they are totally almost immune to every single force power you have except lightning, and lightning does almost no damage to them, and your lightsaber does hardly any damage to them. You can max out all your skills, do everything, and they still take like such like a consuming amount of time to fight them. And they often throw, like, once they show up, like, one of them shows up as a mini-boss. And then every level after that, they show up in, like, in pairs or more. And it's so incredibly annoying to, like, just keep jumping over these people. Like, jumping and jumping and, like, doing whatever you can. Because the moment you stop, you get hit with four missiles and you, like, lose most of your life. Another nominee for annoying characters or annoying enemies. Um... I don't remember how it was spelled or pronounced, but like in from the Final Fantasy series, those big giant green plant things with Robert? the big mouths. Yeah, 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 yeah. The ones that cast that uh, bad breath that gives you every status element like that you're not defending against. Oh. Uh, 
you can end up, yeah, everything. <laughs> it's just an, a random encounter that can give you a game over. Unless, you know... They're ready for it. You were saved recently, or like... Because, you know, there are some vicious status elements in the Final Fantasy, like stone. Yeah. You screwed. Game over. Especially if you're grinding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, grinding. That's a good topic of debate. Let's talk about grinding in RPGs. I prefer to grind, whereas Brian does not. There's a debate. Debate right there. Yeah, yeah. Go. Debate. I am pro because it makes your character more closer to perfection and then no one will beat him and then you don't want you know you don't want to be beaten because you don't ever want to see that game over sign now when you grind do you prefer there to be random encounters or encounters that you see because I've played both types of games where you can't pretty, you can't, pretty much can't grind at all or ones where like um, you can grind, but you could see, you know, you can go to, you could go to areas where you could see the enemies, but you just, just go back to the area repeatedly. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Frankie, have you played Chrono Trigger? No. Ugh. Oh, wait, so you're saying, like, I'll say, in certain games, like, you have... played Chrono Trigger? Get out of here. And I said this, like, two or three weeks ago, and everyone seemed to ignore me. Uh... <laughs> It's uh this goes back to me not having a Super Nintendo. Uh, so if you have you know, random encounters, you can keep fighting like as long as you're running in circles, you'll just keep fighting things eventually. But yeah. in certain games, like if you're in an area, uh you know, they're they're just there in the environment and there's only so many things to kill in the environment. Once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, but there uh there there are some games that are kinda like the middle ground where you could see the characters or the enemies, and you could avoid them if you want, or you could engage them. And if, say, if you were grinding in a sense, you would just kind of like just go back to the area, and all of them would be respawned. Okay, yeah, 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 that's true. Which that's easier because I, I know there's some times where I where I've been grinding, and you don't get in a battle. Like you just you know, come on, I want to fight somebody. Come on. You know, you, you get in battles when you don't want to get in... When you get in battles when you don't, but then when you actually want to, it seems to... I noticed that, like, the higher level you get when you're grinding, like, you just stop getting into, like, random encounters. Like, I don't know if there's some sort of cap, like... If you're a lower level in a higher level area, you seem to get, like, a lot of battles more often. Then once you get to, like, a higher point, they just seem to, like... Like, the creatures know to just, like, leave you alone. Like, it's just not worth it. Obviously, the creatures hate you. And they want to kill you when you're low level, but... They fear you when you're high level. See, Brian? Back. Grinding's good because the characters in the game will actually fear you. Rebuttal? Hands uh, in. No response. My response to that is that it's stupid, and you kill the replay value of a game by leveling far above what you need to beat it on the first try. Oh. And it totally <laughs> takes away from the um, the actual environment of, say, a final battle. If you're... Say, think about Final Fantasy VII. If you fought Sephiroth for the first time at level 90, that would have been a horrible ending to it. Okay. Okay, I can... Uh, I understand that. And then you go and just... You walk all over him. That would be so boring. I get uh, I get comment on that because um, when I played Final Fantasy VII, it was the first JRPG I played in a long time, and I wasn't intentionally grinding for some reason. Like I was trying to like beat almost every aspect of the game that I could before fighting the final boss, um, you know, Sephiroth. So I was trying to beat the weapons, you know, Emerald Weapon and uh, the other guy failing, like, okay, I gotta grind because, you know, those guys, you have to be even even when you're at the top level, there's still a challenge right um, so I, I didn't get to the point where I could beat them, but I was still a really high level at that point, you know, I had Knights of the Round, I had Mimic, I, you know I had my shot for beating them down pat, and they're like, you know what, let me beat Sephiroth, you know, I'll, I'll give him a shot 
and I decimated him. I had to play him. I had to fight him again, um, low from a save, just so I could see the his summon, uh, Meteo or Meteor or whatever. Because I didn't. I beat him before he even cast it. And yeah, it was it was upsetting. Well, all right. See, all right, this is a good point, Brian. Because the first this Mac might actually explain why I like the grind now. The first time I ever played a Japanese RPG was Final Fantasy VII. And so I didn't understand... At the time, I did not understand why there were so many random encounters encounters, and why I should keep fighting them if I can just run away and get to the boss. So I pretty much did that through the whole game. I just kept running from most of the random encounters, not leveling, <laughs> and just fighting the bosses. I figured that would just get me to the level that I needed. So by the time I got to Sephiroth, it was the hardest battle in my life to try and stay alive and beat him. Then you obviously just suck at video games. Well, no one explained to me at the time when I got Final Fantasy VII what, that I was supposed to do that. Because and when I kept asking questions, mainly the response I got was, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII is out now, Frankie. Like, psh, that's so last year. And I was like, okay, that doesn't answer my question of what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is stop playing Final Fantasy VIII and just go back and play Final Fantasy VII again. Agreed. Final Fan- I still can't believe Final Fantasy VIII exists. I can't believe there are people out there who who think Final Fantasy VIII is like their favorite game. Most people that enjoy Final Fantasy VII are women. You mean eight? You mean eight? Eight, 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 eight. I'm sorry. Yes, I mean eight. Women in, like eight. What's gonna say? You're about to make a lot of enemies, friend. Yeah, really, So, that's how it goes. Because hmm. it's more of a love story than anything. That just seems to get repetitive. You rescue the chick, she seems to wander off. And you rescue her again, she seems to wander off. But alright. Um basically out of topics. Any other ideas before we cut the sound button before we stop this podcast? Uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. Who just left? Fred just left. Alright. Then uh I think there's a good point.